Welcome to the Tech in Shanghai podcast, the Pearl of the Orient. Shanghai is the city of the future. All systems go full steam ahead. It never stops. Technology, innovation, ambition. It's everywhere. Join us as we explore this new world and talk to the people making it happen. The Tech in Shanghai podcast. The future is now. We are back with the Tech in Shanghai podcast. I am your host, John Vallis,、uh, and this is the show that brings you the stories and insights from the startup and tech scene in Shanghai.、Um, last week, we had Pascal Coppins on of Let's Face.、Uh, he was telling us a lot of interesting things about what's going on in the、uh, event space. And how his company is digitizing events and、uh, really increasing user engagement. So, if that's your field, definitely check out last week's episode、uh, and listen to what he had to say. This week, however, we have a very special guest.、Um, his name is Tony Gu.、Um, among other things, he is the organizer of、uh, Drink Entrepreneurs here in Shanghai.、Um, actually, funny story about how I met、uh, Tony. I'm sure we'll get into it as we go along. But Tony. Thanks for joining us today, and、uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about、uh, Drink Entrepreneurs to get things rolling? No problem. Thanks for having me.、Uh, Drink Entrepreneurs is an event that actually to、um, get、uh, you know guests who also like minded in, in entrepreneur、uh, together. It's a monthly event.、Uh, we don't have any format. Everybody just come and share and、uh, exchange ideas and make contacts. That's what we do. Right. So initially, it starts in France about like three years ago. So some of the people, you know, they have the idea. You know, they meet up all the time. They want to have this event, you know, make it a fix. So they can have other people to join in. So they started in France, but later on they expanded to different cities, such as San Francisco, which, by the way, is the biggest. About、uh, you know five hundred to thousand people in one event. So that's pretty crazy. How I met them is is interesting story.、Um, I was participating in a workshop. I was volunteer,、uh, so helping social enterprise to,、uh, um, you know, to to address their the issues that are facing. So we, our group is gonna make sense. Also, is volunteer non profitable organization, aside from France. So I was one of the volunteers.、Um, then we have this exchange program with、uh, one of the university universities in、uh, Jiaotou. So I did a class. I did a workshop program with them, and after that, I got to meet one of the students, and he came to me and bring out that idea, and、uh, I said to myself, "Why not try it?" So we start,、uh, you know, the first、uh, events about two years since,、um, and and I would do it、uh, once a month、uh, ever since. Cool. So the idea is to get entrepreneurs, people that are interested in the tech and the startup scene, or We're just people that want to learn more about it. Get them together, have them socialize, make connections, and who knows what might come of it. That's that's the general idea, right? Exactly. So I'm going to backtrack a bit. This this is interesting. So Tony was actually、uh, my first roommate when I moved to China in 2009.、Um, at the time, neither of us were doing anything remotely、uh, linked to tech. He was in advertising. I was in finance. Um, and we lived together、uh, for a few months、uh, while I was getting on my feet here in China, and I hadn't seen or heard from him in many many years.、Um, and then we were both at, or I was at the the China Accelerator 
uh, demo day demo day last yeah. week and that right. was a really really cool event we can get into that a bit later but at the end uh, when everything was concluded i was leaving and uh i ran into tony i i couldn't believe it there was a, there was about 200 people uh, at the event and uh, among them was tony so i i you know i grabbed him by the shoulder and uh, said you know what's up man it's been a long time and yeah. uh, and it was uh, the coincidence after you know after that event i couldn't believe it out of i mean what's shanghai 20 million people Maybe, yeah, maybe more, maybe more. Million. Yeah, definitely more. And two people that five years ago had no interaction, no involvement whatsoever in this sort of uh, space, and uh, in a, in a room of two hundred people, we should uh, we should see each other. It's kind of one of those odd coincidences. It right? is. What a small world. I know. I yeah. Know. So since then, we we had the chance to get together and, and catch up. And Tony uh, is doing so many things uh, in the the startup scene here in Shanghai, which is why I asked him to come on the show today, and he graciously accepted. Um, Drink Entrepreneurs being one of them, which is a great initiative because, you know, on this show, we we often talk about how maybe fragmented the scene in Shanghai right. is. Um, it, it's not like, it doesn't seem like other ecosystems like London or Berlin or, of course, uh, San Francisco, where, you know, things are more connected. It's more of a coherent uh, space. You know, people, everything's in the same area. Shanghai, everything's very disparate. Everything's very spread out, and there doesn't seem to be, at least you know, at, after speaking with the guests of, that have been on this show already, right. doesn't seem to be that too many connections between people within the the startup community. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing, obviously, is is trying to create a forum mm -hmm. to bring all these interested people together and interesting people together, right? And have them exchange ideas, exchange contacts, mm -hmm. and cultivate a community here. So, you know. Again, like I said, last time we, when we when when I first met you, you mm -hmm. were in advertising. Mm -hmm. What what kind of dis, you know made you get into the the startup community and, and become so involved? Um, I don't know, cause, you know. Guess like my inside voice told me, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I was doing advertising, and uh, you know, it's kind of idea factory, right? You you know you you come up with idea with your clients, uh, whatever the problem they have. Uh, but one day, you know, uh, idea occurs to me, occurs to me that, uh, you know, why don't I come up with this idea for myself? You know, why don't I start a project, and, you, know, I, you know, based on that? So since then, um, I'm just, uh, you, know, so, you know, just uh, serving on the internet and uh, looking for startup and entrepreneurial information. So I guess I read a lot of, you know, websites such as uh, TechCrunch, Mashable, uh, that you know, this successful story of other entrepreneurs, startup, and you know, give me a lot of ideas. Um, then uh, one day I quit my job and uh, and uh, try to find out what I'm gonna do uh, potentially for a startup project. Mm -hmm. uh, so out of you know, and I also started actually volunteer uh, some of the communities here in Shanghai, not necessarily. Um, entrepreneur startup related but any kind of because i find it's really uh, you know interesting and uh just uh mingle with them just interact with them get try to get some idea with them uh from them uh get inspired so uh then i got a touch into one um tech community uh you know organization is called a tech izu mm -hmm. so i was working with uh incredible talented people in Techizu for about a year and a half. So we organized events such as, you know, Design Shanghai and Bar Camp and Hackathon, Lean Startup work, Workshop, things like that. Uh, that helped me a lot in terms of organizing skills and also, 
you know, the, the context and the and a first uh, first time experience, you know, uh, you know, meeting those you know, successful entrepreneurs and listen to what they have to offer, you know, the tips. So that's also helped me a lot. Right. Um, so and I keep doing that for another couple months. Uh, so in some events that uh, I can't remember which one, one of also is um, tech community events. And I met a, uh, a person who from U.S. and have a uh, startup uh, experience. Then, uh, you know, he proposed me the idea. And after, you know, a couple of weeks uh, discussion, then I would finally sit together and start a, you know, roll it out the project together. Cool. So that's my first that's how I started my first uh, startup. Right, right. And, and Techies, a, um, it's a great organization. I, I spoke to the guys uh, that organized that prior to getting this podcast going, and they uh, they were great in helping me make some connections and, and putting things together. But um, so with, with, the, with the drink entrepreneurs, is this something, you know, you said you, you weren't too satisfied in your job and you're being, being pulled by, by that voice in your head like, oh, you know, I want to do something in the startup scene. And, you know, you, you really felt drawn to it. Did you go the you know the drink about you know that the route that you did because you kind of you, you're a, you know a social guy and you noticed that there was a, a void kind of in this community where for someone to bring things together you know or, or was there any particular reason why you decided to start with that or did that just kind of fall in your lap and you ran with it? Yeah, definitely. Because um, um, I think it's like two years ago there weren't uh, so many of um, you know community that you can meet another. Uh, entrepreneur can inspire. Uh, most events that I went is, you know, for purely business, you know, mixer. Right, right. So they just make friends or, you know, a lot of sales there. Oh, by the way, I'm a lot of insurance sales. So, <laughs> uh, for those people who are not interested in them, so uh, heads well, that, up, that's one of the go. That's one of the problems with, for, you know, former meetup events yeah. here in, in Shanghai and in China yeah. in general, there's just so many people yeah. networking and right. trying to, you know, get prospects yeah. and sales. So it's awesome to see now yeah. and drink entrepreneurs being right. one of them places where like there's almost like a no formal networking policy. Right. Like, yeah. you know, you can exchange business cards, but don't come here right. and try to put people on your, you know, your database or anything. This yeah. is for people interested yeah. in sharing ideas and talking casually. Right. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, I remember what you do were doing is kind of insurance sales, but uh, it's not instead of insurance, it was sort of financial. Yeah, I mean, we, we, what I was engaged in was, uh, you know, investment management and stuff like that. And of course, a big part of that was sales. So perhaps the reason why I wasn't any good at it is because I didn't like going to those events and and networking because I liked speaking with those people and sharing ideas and talking about other stuff. Exactly. uh, but it's you know it's, it still happens sometimes at, at events here. But it seems to me from the events I've been to recently, it's it's getting less and less. Or people are becoming, you know, people like you are organizing events where you know those hardcore networkers aren't really, you know, attracted to going to them. Right. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can cultivate a community here because um, I find uh, um, mostly our guests, uh, you know, uh, foreigners. English English speaker, right? Because uh, they kind of have you know, exp- you know, very uh, get used to the kind of style, you know, free flow without introduction, just uh, purely social mixer. But uh, I wish I could cultivate a you know a culture, a community here that more uh, attract more and more Chinese entrepreneurs. Because right. I think they have great ideas. They are extremely talented, but uh, they lack a kind of you know skills to. Um, 
uh, to sort of just uh, you know social socialize themselves. I mean, I'm sure uh, by you know um, make some good contacts, you know, getting inspiration from others, they can you know helps their their business or or, or whatever project they're working on. So right. I hope, and also I encourage a lot of my countrymen to join us. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter if you know if you speak poor Chinese English, uh, doesn't matter. Just come to. You know, try your best. Well, let, let's get into this a bit because that's right. a really good point, yeah. and it's something that that gets um, mentioned a lot. You know, right. especially in 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 circles of you know foreign social circles. Yeah. So you're you're native mainland Chinese, right? Um, but the thing that struck me the most when I first met you was, right. you know, no disrespect to anybody mm-hmm. out there, but you didn't really seem like it. You know, mm-hmm. you had a more international mm-hmm. perspective and mindset. Uh-huh. You spoke amazing French. You know, mm-hmm. your your English is very good as well. Mm-hmm. And you know you had a bigger social, foreign social uh, friend group than I did. You mm-hmm. know, you, I would go out with you and meet meet other foreigners from various countries. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, you, when I first met you, you seemed like a special case. But you do bring up a good point, an important point that you know a lot of these events are primarily attended by uh, foreigners. You right. know, and and the people comfortable socializing, like you said, and. Mm-hmm for whom going for a drink and talking about ideas is a normal thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a formal thing. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's a casual thing where, right. you know, up to this point, you know, a lot of the the, the native Chinese attendants might have had a more like business mind approach mm-hmm. to it or I'm going to this event for a specific objective. I want to meet this. I want to do that. And also a little bit less comfortable in, in doing that. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, there's huge uh, language barriers there's some pretty significant cultural barriers, uh, barriers, uh, which again you seem to, you know, have been able to overcome or or ad- uh, adapt and adopt to. Uh-huh. But you know, what do you think those cultural barriers are that prevent uh, um, local Chinese from getting involved in these events where they may be, you know, there may be a lot of foreigners there and and, and they may feel a bit uncomfortable. Like and and after that. How do you start cultivating community, as I think you're trying to do, right. where there's more uh, native Chinese involved? Because there's so much talent uh, with, in the native Chinese market, and it's so massive, and mm-hmm. they're doing so many amazing things. Um, it would be nice to bring them into, into the community and, and merge communities. And we're not saying you know one's better than the other. It's just it would be great to have that increased connection and communication. So. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you tackle that for us? Well, yeah, it's, it's a hard task because you can't change people's mind overnight. Right. And uh, um, I think it's like any task, hard task, you know, you got to start, you know, from zero. You got to start from somewhere. Uh, you know, the most difficult is the first step. So how to get them to, uh, you know, to try something uh, that they haven't done or they're not comfortable with, get out of their comfortable zone, if you will. Uh that's the first thing you know how to do the you know make the first step. So that's very important. Um, I would say to my you know uh, my Chinese friends that who want to be more social, want to you know make more friends, uh, you know just go. Uh, don't expect too much. Uh, think about the first step that they achieved is to go to that event, and uh, if they reach that goal, you know call it a success and celebrate it. It's like any. You know things that you learn. Um, That's a good point. You know, yeah. a nice little goal to establish first. You don't have to go exactly. and feel super comfortable right. at this event and talk to twenty people. Yeah, just show up. You exactly. know, and, and in life in general, that's yeah. usually a big part of it. You know, right. just showing up and doing it. Yeah, and seeing what happens. You exactly. Know? Um, you know, like this podcast, and I never done podcast myself. You know, 
I kind of feel like it's new and I have done it. Uh, you know, if you ask me, have a confident on everything that I'm going to do or, you know, things I'm going to say or expedition, no. But so what? You know, give yeah. it a try. You just got to do it, man. Yeah. Life, life is too short. and But more importantly, you know, everything you do leads to more things, you know? So, you know, we we have a podcast today or we meet up for coffee two days ago and now we're doing a podcast. Right. And, you know, that's how things work. So exactly. with, with the, the native Chinese population, uh, how are you getting them over that hurdle? Like, do you, you know, on your website or when, when you try to promote the events right. that you have, right. how do you communicate that? Well, um, I think, the fr- I think um, it's like a baby when they grow, when they learn how to walk. I think, you know, parents lead, need to really... You know, by their side, you know, you know, holding their hands. I think I'm re- right now. Uh, I try to hold their hands. So I go talk to them and uh, join our events. Once they come to our events, we, you know, I and also some of the uh, people that help us uh, doing the event uh, to get the, you know, them talk. So I talk to them in Chinese first. You know, once there's foreigners, so I I put them into a joint little conversation group. So little by little, you know, can easy in in the conversation. You know, as long as they try to, you know, engage in the conversation, you know, that's the first to go. Right. The more they, they, they do, the more they get comfortable with. And for, yeah. for, the, for those people, I mean, what's the, what's the draw to even attend one of these events for, for a native uh, Chinese? You know, like for, for Westerners, it's not a hard sell. Oh, yeah. drinks, oh, ideas, right. oh, other people. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh-huh. You know, but for, uh, obviously there's big cultural differences. So, you know, if I'm a if I'm a Chinese guy and I'm into the tech uh, industry or guy or girl and I'm interested in the community and I maybe I want to get my own business started at some point, why you know why interact with this community? Why why go to these events? Exactly. What's what's in it for me? Um, I agree with you. Uh, because I I I can't. I'm not in good position. Kind of. I'm I'm one also Chinese, but I can say that uh, uh maybe it's have something to do with our culture. Um, you know. Something. If you would do something, it gotta be meaningful. It gotta not meaningful. That might not be the right word to say. That might be have a purpose. Some purpose is tangible. Right. Uh, uh, you know, people. Whenever you ask them to do something, they say, "Hey, what's it in for me?" Um, if you tell them just hang out, uh, you know, meet other people to see what's coming up, they say, uh, "What exactly can I come up?" <laughs> why? Like, hey, why do I? You know, why, why would I, I do that? <laughs> yeah. Is it because it can bring me money, contacts, or whatever? I, I don't know. You got to let me know what is the result, expedition. Right. Uh, I guess um, I guess that's not how it works here in our culture. Uh, but for, for, for Western world, uh, people already adopt this kind of lifestyle. You know, meet up, just have a drink, you know, just chat. Yeah. No purpose whatsoever. Right. Uh, then it leads to, if, if you, uh, based on that, and plus, you know, just, uh, you know, social chat plus you can meet someone like-minded that's even better why not so you don't need any uh, strong reason to convince them they're there but I also I also wonder sometimes maybe you know if I mean there's so many people that are technically proficient in the in the Chinese community right. you know how many uh-huh. computer science grads came out of university this year probably hundreds of thousands or something like that mm-hmm. is do you think that the Chinese community um, you know, the Chinese would be Chinese tech community is more inclined to just be like, nope, I have an idea and I'm just gonna, you know, put my head down and do it. And I know a guy that can help me. I don't care about a community. I don't care about meeting people. I just wanna make my project and see what happens. Yeah. Do you think they're more inclined toward that rather than being part of a community and sharing ideas and stuff like that? 
Uh, maybe. But first of all, overconfident people everywhere. The whole world is full of overconfident people. So they think they can do everything. Uh, but too often, uh, especially in digital age, uh, in this day and age, we know uh, anything now, if you come up with something cool, some interesting, some complicated, it takes more than just one person. Right. Uh, and, you know, by teaming up with someone else, uh, you save you a lot of time and give you a lot of inspiration that you probably would have never acquired otherwise. Right. So why waste your time? Why you can do something, you know, potentially larger than your life with someone else instead of just doing it alone? Uh, probably you ended up doing nothing at all. So I would encourage everybody just go out and talk to the person, exchange ideas, because... Uh, Really, uh, by talking, by share ideas, you gain much, much more. Right. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I was just thinking in terms of maybe not overconfidence, but it seems like a more Chinese trait to just like not overthink things and just dive right in and do it. And if it needs tweaking later, if you need to fix it later, if you need to rebuild it later, then fine. You know. So I'm, I'm just trying to put myself in their perspective and wonder like, well, why would I go, you know, socialize with a bunch of foreigners? That makes me uncomfortable. I'd rather just yeah. sit here, make, you know, turn my idea yeah. into a reality right. or try right. and, 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 you know, blow off yeah. those other things. So are they, I mean, again, they might be right. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe staying there, putting your head <laughs> right. down and, and developing a product yeah. is the better approach. But when, when you, now that you're trying to attract more native Chinese to these, uh, these drinkabouts, yeah. you know, are you trying to find, or identify ways that they can benefit from these things and then kind of inform them and promote them. Like, you know, maybe you'll refine your idea. Maybe you'll meet an international partner that could help you with whatever, you know. Does, does that cross your mind or are you still just kind of right. I hope they, doing something else? Yeah, I hope they can uh, go to Indiana and find someone that can help them. Um, but just to, you know, just, uh, scale back to the, the topic that you say, um, they're gonna do the projects on their own, do it alone. Um, one thing is overconfidence, and the other thing I think also is they are afraid of uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, they might think that they value their idea. Uh, they might afraid of being st- stolen by someone else. Right, right. Uh, so they would rather do it alone. Um, instead of just uh, exchange with others, uh, potentially get stolen. Because in this country. Uh, we see so many uh, cases, you know, idea, good ideas get right. copycatted and everything. So sure. I think uh, that might have some, you know, consequence. They might, you know, have something to do with the behavior that what they do. Mm-hmm. So, um, but 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 frankly, in in digital world, in, in this uh, internet world, um, nobody can copy. In my my opinion, nobody can steal an idea before it's successful. So if you have you know, untestified, um, you know, validated idea. Nobody can steal from you. Right. So just go out and 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 uh, you know, f- polish it by using someone else's talent, someone else's brain. Wouldn't it better? And constant feedback about Com- that idea. You exactly. Know? You know, you also need to do customer development. The, 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 one of the things is that you need to talk to your potential partner customers to find out what they think. Right. Everybody could be your, pos- uh, your, your customers. Yeah. And, and let's, let's be honest. Ideas are a dime a dozen these days. I mean, thousands of people probably have the same idea to the point where VCs and, and other industry people won't even sign non-disclosure agreements because it's, 
you know, less and less about the idea, about a world-changing idea that only one person had, and more, of course, about the team and the ability to actually execute on this idea and stay with it as long as it needs to to actually make it a reality. Exactly, so, see it through. Yes. So many people have tons of ideas, right. and, and sometimes they're a bit closed off, like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody. But, right. you know, most people you speak to aren't going to hear your, day, uh, your idea and be like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm going to go, take that idea and I'm going to go do it because people more and more understand, especially in this community, you can't half-ass something. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to have to give your entire life to this, you know? So, sure, if you wanted to steal some idea and run with it and go delve into it, fine. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that someone else can't take the same idea and do it in a slightly different way, mm -hmm. and they may do it in a better way. Mm -hmm. They might execute in a better way. They might have a better team. So, you know, I, and I think you're probably right. That probably is a concern, but I think mo more, more and more people are kind of coming on to the fact, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like just a genius who has great ideas. It's, it's, it's about more than that these days. And these events that you've been organizing right. are great ways to right. get feedback on mm -hmm. that, but also connect with other people that might have similar ideas and be like, well, shit, why don't we give this a shot? You know, yeah. this is something we both want to do. Yeah. Let's let's give it a try. Right. Uh, for also my Chinese friends that I think, you know, uh, it has to do something, you know, their lifestyle. Uh, for those of people who do it alone, they might just do everything alone. You see what I mean? So they hang out with their close friends. Uh, they don't meet. They, they don't meet. You know any other people out of their friend zone. Right. Um, you know, so they they don't get used to that thing. So, right. how can you expect them to do such a things with a you know startup idea? Yeah, it's it's even harder for them. And, so and, it's and, not natural. And for the audience that you know has never lived in China or doesn't have much experience, I I can certainly appreciate the apprehension that you know shy. Chinese girls or guys in this community might have in going to an event full of foreigners who are super comfortable and relaxed. You know, it's, I mean, even me sometimes, I'll attend an event and I won't know anybody and I'll feel a little shy. So certainly someone who doesn't speak the, the language perfectly, who has a lot of cultural misunderstandings or just things they're not totally comfortable with, I can see why, you know, it's a bit of, it's a big leap for them to attend these events and, 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 and try to engage in them. Um, exactly. So I can understand that. But I want it. This is a perfect way to segue yeah. into something else. So we were both at the China Accelerator Demo Day. Uh -huh. um, I want to get into that a bit and give some give some press to uh, some of the companies that demoed there. Mm -hmm. But uh, on the male side of this, uh, you know, discussion that we've been talking about, there was an interesting company coming out of that uh, out of that batch called uh, Neonan, mm -hmm. right? All right. So they're not necessarily trying to fix that problem that we were just discussing, but. The idea is is to, I guess, kind of help the Chinese male population become more comfortable in their own skin, you know, kind of gain more of a cultural awareness, you right. know, fashion, fitness, health, mm -hmm. you know, social, you know, just because it's it, anyone who's lived here knows that it's never been a priority um, for you know the Chinese male market to really consider any of those things. I mean, it's, it's kind of an odd dynamic, but... You know, it's just it just wasn't at the top of the list. But no. in, in their particular pitch, they were noting the disparity between the number of women, young women in China, and the number of young men. And it's in their pitch, they say there's 50 million more young men. So that that creates a very competitive environment. You sure. know, if we're just looking at the competition for women, so the site kind of positions itself in that way and mm -hmm. saying, you know, like engage in this site, watch our videos, mm -hmm. read our content, and it'll help you become a more suave you know more more confident right. man in the 21st century exactly um and i 
can certainly see how sites like that can give that cultural education or education in various forms and increase the confidence of, of, that, of that demographic to maybe start engaging in these events that are a little more uncertain, that are a little more international, and kind of you know, give them the confidence they need to get over those hurdles and exactly. start, start engaging in that. Yeah, they need to have some ideas, you know, at least. That's to get us started, get them started. So right. some ideas that, are, you know, oh, this, gee, this is something that I can do. I thought, it, you know, I can only end up being shy for the rest of my life. So right. if you see something that, it, if these people can do that, I can do that too. Yeah. So I wish they can, ha- you know, get that uh, idea from, from, you know, the service, whatever the pr- the content they put up there for right, from right. Newland, yes. Now, everyone who sits in that chair, I I try to gauge, and I usually ask him directly, like, what is the? Give me your opinion of the startup scene, the startup community, the tech scene in China, to the extent possible from the foreign side, but also the Chinese side, because the, the Chinese side gets a hell of a lot of press, especially these days. You know, there's so many big things happening in Chinese yeah, tech. BAT, yeah. Yeah, social media and all that kind of stuff. Massive things happening. The foreign tech community, a lot less press, but still really interesting things happening as our guests have discussed on the show. But, you, you know, you've been, you, you know, you represent a unique perspective because you're obviously Chinese, native Chinese, but you have that international swagger and you operate kind of in both communities and you've been in Shanghai for a very long time, so you're pro- probably no one better to comment on the on the status of, of things as they are than you. So, can you tell me a bit about like you know what what the startup community here is like, how it's changed over the last couple of years, and where you see it heading in the next few? Well, I don't know. Um, um, that you give me a lot of pressure. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Just speak from my experience and uh, based on my obs- observation. Um, uh, we still have a long way to go. Uh, although, yeah, you know, everybody heard about BAT. This is the top three, you know, tech company in China, represent uh, Baidu, Alibaba, and Tencent mm. in that order. So, um, but uh, you know, let's let's you know break down. And Baidu, their searching engine, um, uh, which is already you know, uh, so it's like you know, inspired by Google. I don't know who comes first. I, I think. It's Google comes first, probably. so it's, yeah, probably. So it's not original per se, in my opinion. Uh, Alibaba, it's it's a trading company. That's how China get uh, rich sure. you know, through trading. Yeah. Uh, Tencent is start from ICQ. That I, so I think it's inspired by uh, ICQ. Right. By ICQ. Yes. So they started. Q. So is but, QQ Tencent? Yeah, QQ yeah. Tencent. Okay. You know, that's how they, uh, you know, they, they established their name. They right. start from there. Right. So the first product product that it come from Tencent was QQ. I remember I used it when I was in college. Right. Well, Do you cre- still use QQ? Because it seems like it's like diving, nose diving. Um, I don't know. Because for my, uh, when I was in college, the first time they came out, we all crazy about it. Because right. that's the first time we uh, sort of have the concept that you can... Uh, uh, you know, talk to people like Myers, uh, you know, away uh, and, and and establish good uh, online friends or pay friends, uh, a, a digital version of your PayPal. Right. Uh, PayPal, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh PayPal, yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we were crazy and uh, th- th- that, was, that was a good time. But do you uh, still use QQ? I don't use that anymore. No. Uh, for some reason, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, with my friends, so. Right. Uh, as as I just you know graduated and I started work, uh, I find out my uh, friends uh, started using uh, from t- QQ 
to MSN for a while, for quite a while. For Throw, like, throwback. Yeah, <laughs> uh, five years ago. So then there was Skype, uh, and also wasn't Skype you know, today, mm -hmm. but not uh, heavily. Uh, then now it's WeChat. Right. Uh, because you see the trend. Because um, er back then everybody had to uh, you know sit in front of the your PC, but now you you carry out your smartphone, so right. you are on uh, you know on constantly you know, always on with your friends. Right, and also you know the the infrastructure has developed here. Now you've got four G in China, and that was something late to come, but obviously caught up quickly. So you, like you said, everything's on mobile. Right, but when I came, it you know. The QQ was probably already starting its its decline, but Weibo was like the you know the big thing. Like yeah. on the Canadian Embassy poster, right. they would have nothing but their Weibo right. uh, URL yeah. on the poster. Uh -huh. But now it seems like Weibo might be dipping, yeah. and WeChat seems to be taking over the social and microblogging space. Exactly, I find that the, I I was a really heavy user of Weibo. Oh, okay. I started from uh, Twitter, uh, you know, about a year. You know, the, the first year Twitter came out and I started using it, and that was like six, seven years ago. I was also really heavy uh, user at that time, but um, basically at that time, it's just people sharing interesting stuff together, but I kind of lacked of, of a community. Uh, so about a few years later, Weeper uh, was invented or, you know, produced by, uh, uh, by Sina.com. Right. Uh, then I immediately jumped on Weeper because uh, all my friends are there. So for me, it's about a community. It's about uh, how much reaction you could get from your friends. You know, it doesn't matter how, how good the platform is. Right. So that's a very important elements for a social network. Mm -hmm. So the reason, uh, the reason Weibo declined, the way I see it, I think it's, um, it's because they have really competitive, uh, really good competitor, which is WeChat. Right. Um, Weibo... In the beginning, was you have a lot of friends around you, but later on, you find that uh, in the people that you follow, uh, you probably never met in your life. Right. So it's hard to establish, you know, close relationship. Uh, if you share stuff because those people you haven't met each other, it's harder to get their attention back. Right. Even if you how much you try to, you know, to you know like them or you know give them good feedbacks. Because you know, some of the less facility, you know, a lot of celebrities than Weibo. That's actually that's one of the strategy Weibo uh, adopted. They're using celebrities to attract the user to follow them. Right. But that becomes kind of media in terms of social network. Right. What the initially uh, 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 position or claim. Um, so that it become a media. So everybody just go to Weibo to check the media. It's become an alternative media resources. Um, but for personal. Value or personal, um, you know, affirmative. Uh, you can't. You, you don't get that uh, many feedbacks. So that's probably the reason I kind of drop, and also so, so do my friends. Right now, it, I mean, it bears identifying that I think like a month or two ago, Weibo had a big like uh, IPO. No, no, had a big thing in the news that at one time there was two hundred million users. Uh, like using Weibo at one time, uh -huh. and that was apparently a record, I think. Oh, so I don't know if that's an attempt on their on on their behalf to try to like show people. Oh no, it's not. It's not going down. So you know, and and I, yeah. and, and it might just be a shift towards using these platforms differently. Like you said, I mean, WeChat 
has become the de facto social platform. Right. But maybe, you know, a lot of the the, the companies that I've spoken with and that I, I, I know here on the scene, you know, Weibo is a, a more perhaps uh, commerce and business, pla- is becoming a more business-oriented platform. Or PR platform. Exactly. Um, but, you know, in terms of social, WeChat just, you know, I, I had a Weibo account, right. right? And I don't speak great Chinese and uh-huh. can't read the characters, so I... I you know, Google translated it uh-huh. or got the English version. And I was just like, what the hell is all this? Like, I had no idea how to use it. Uh-huh. And I still don't. Right. WeChat, it's so intuitive yeah. and, it's, and it's simple. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it, it's high on functionality. Right. It doesn't give you too many options. It right. doesn't allow you to do too much. Uh-huh. It, allows you get, it allows you to do just enough to right. interact with your friends intimately, send voice messages, send pictures, you know. Have Address. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and... and more and more all the time, but integrating it very cleverly and seamlessly. You know, they're getting into payments now, and they're getting into micro uh, e- e-commerce, store, e-commerce stores. Store. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, so it's such a rapidly changing landscape. But just back to the like the local landscape for a mm-hmm. second, in Shanghai. Uh-huh. You know, like I said, you you came t- in two thousand nine. Not any interaction with this sort of community. Since then, a lot of interaction. You've volunteered. You've you know directed programs. You've done all organized things. You know, and you know we can look at um, workspaces that are here. You know, you know we were uh, speaking with, or we heard um, Pe- People Square guy from People Square speak. Bob, uh-huh. yeah, Bob from People Square, a friend of mine, yeah, speak at the demo day. Uh-huh. And uh, I think in 2010 he started his first one. His first space, yeah. and now they have four so, four locations, right? Right, and so, uh, one more coming, yeah. Right, so so obviously the infrastructure in the community is gaining steam. You know, give me your perspective on you know how much it's changing, how much it's gaining gain, gaining steam, and what do you see coming in the next two you know two or three years? Well, first of all, I, I can see there will be more and more people join uh, this bandwagon. Uh, more and more people are you know inspired. To become uh, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and also because uh, 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 people, and also investors see a great uh, you know market for that, mm-hmm. and demand as a, uh, there are also a lot of demands uh, for investors to find a good company to invest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, there, with all these elements put together, I think the the entrepreneur scene here in Shanghai. Uh, you know, would be much better. Uh, you know, we haven't seen best yet. And we were talking about this the other day at coffee, and that it's a city that really has the right elements to be a great exactly. tech hub. You know, uh-huh. it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. Things are close together. It's a huge population, very international, very cosmopolitan, educated workforce. You know, and there's a lot of buzz, a lot of energy, a lot of things going on. It just seems prime for it to have that injection of like startup entrepreneurial in the tech scene, energy. And I think, you know, look at the two of us. 2009, we had nothing to do with it. Now, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of heavily involved. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people are, are coming on to that. But before we move on from that specific point, I know you touched on it earlier, mm-hmm. but that voice in your head that said, you know, leave advertising, quit your job, you know, follow kind of your inclination toward, you know, tech, startups, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Can you, have you kind of thought about where that voice came from? Like why your inclination, why your passion, why your interest had led kind of that way? Because um, I have my own, I'll, I'll share with you in a sec my, right. my kind of take okay. on it. But. I think I, I always, you know, I consider myself an idea person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, you know, it comes to my mind that I, I find that frustrating uh, every now and then 
my idea uh, cannot be shared by someone else, especially my clients or colleagues. Uh, so instead of convincing people or change people's mind, uh, I, th- I just said, you know, why don't I do on my own? Um, so I, th- I think that's, that's the moment that I um, really want to do startup. Then I read a lot of books and, uh, and, you know, talk to the people who have started and really get me, you know, pumped up and I said to myself, say, why not doing it? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you have everything you needed. You know, you just need an action. Right. So, And I think, you know, you touch on a, a really important point and why the work you're doing is so important in organizing these events and, and cultivating this community and guys like China Accelerator entering the space. I mean, because what you just said is, you were doing all this work. When I lived with you, you're super stressed out. You're like, oh, man, i working so long. You're not really into it. And, um, you know, you, you somebody outside. Mm-hmm. And you were thinking, uh, you know, because of the infrastructure that was at that time in place, mm-hmm. you were, you know, you were like, well, you know, why, why can't I go and follow this kind of dream of mine, you know, or yeah. this passion or interest? And I think... The more these communities develop, the more mm-hmm. people come together and mm-hmm. kind of common interest in this stuff, mm-hmm. the more that infrastructure is going to be built up, right. the more incubators, the more accelerators, the more drinkabouts, yeah. the more VC capital, the more technical expertise, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And more and more people, pro- you know, perhaps at an exponential rate, mm-hmm. will have that thought. They'll be in their, sh- you know, their job that they're not too into and they'll yeah. be like, well, you know, maybe, you know, the, the, basically what I'm trying to say is the startup that whole idea of doing a startup and entering that community is becoming easier and easier to grasp. Right. You know, it's like, oh, so if I have a great idea and I have some technical knowledge and some experience and a great team, there's an infrastructure in place that will actually allow me to like give this a shot. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's like revelatory. They're like, wow, you know, uh, I never thought that way before. And and like you did, you kind of rip away the safety net, quit the job, and mm-hmm. you know, go balls deep in 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 your interests and see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, I guess something to do with you know my uh, my genes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, for a while I thought I'm just uh, you know kind of need a security a lot, and uh, but then I find later on I find myself kind of risk taker in right. a way, uh, sort of you know rebel in a way. Um, I never you know. Pfft, uh, no offense, but I never try to you know listen to my parents. What my parents told me to do. Um, <laughs> always want to be you know uh, you know opposite of what they want to say. But let on really leads that. Uh, gee man, I gotta do something that I really all want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. It's something that I come out of me, uh, my idea. Uh, so yeah, that's I, like I, I me going. I think that's another reason why the community is so awesome, or at least in my opinion, it's so awesome mm-hmm. because it you know it the type of people like you're describing and the type mm-hmm. of people that have the balls to actually take that risk, you mm-hmm. know, instead of staying in that comfortable position. And mm-hmm. we, I understand comfort, you know, it's great to have a regular salary and, and all that, all those, you know, comforts that that affords. Mm-hmm. But to be that type of person that's like, no, I'm passionate about whatever mm-hmm. and I'm just going to sever ties and go for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what makes the community really, really interesting as well because you get all sorts of people like that, right. you know, like creative people, passionate people, maybe a little bit rebellious and they're, uh-huh. they're all just like, screw the status quo, screw comfort, screw whatever. This is what I want to do. This is what I, I want to devote myself to and I'm going to I'm gonna give it a shot, you know? Right. So I think it, 
that's again another huge draw of the community for people that are maybe still standing on the sidelines or mm-hmm. outside of it. They're like, wow, you know, these people are adventurous, they're energetic, mm-hmm. they're passionate. You know, that's that's a it's a cool community to be a part of. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, just um, you know, add a little only. I mean, I remember I uh, watched some videos and uh, and Ted. Um, he says that uh, also. It said that you know if you there some so, you know social psychology they do a, a experiment. Um, they got one person dancing stupidly in the public, and everybody in the in the beginning everybody was just laughed. Uh-huh. And but after a while they have another person to do the dance with them, and so the more people laugh, but there are more and more people dance together. And in the end, you know what? Those people who laughed in the beginning join them dancing <laughs> stupidly as crazy. So yeah. it only I think that the, the, the takeaway of that is only uh, it only takes two. So in order to you know make a movement, you just need a one person to start it. Mm-hmm. And if you luckily or it will be in my positive um, philosophy is that you won't find another person if you just if only two person to do that thing, it will potentially attract them more to join you. Right. So that's how you start a community. And I, th- I think, again, that's why this community might be growing kind of at an exponential rate because it's drawing in people so fast. I mean, it, however many years ago, it started with a relatively small group of people all, mm-hmm. you know, globally. Right. And now it's just exploding because people are aware of all you know, the things that we've just been discussing. And from a personal point of view, I asked you, you know, kind of why you were drawn to it. For me, it, it was, you know, I don't have any technical ability. I'm not a, you know, program or anything like that. But for me, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that are messed up with the world. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody would would claim otherwise. Mm-hmm. Some people are more aware of them than others. You can, right. Whatever you want to harp on, dolphins, financial system, mm-hmm. pollution, rainforest. There's so many issues. Um, and you know, on the one hand, you have the type of person that's just gonna rail against that they're gonna like complain about it they're gonna you know say oh woe is me woe is the world all this is bullshit you know screw the government screw this screw that screw the rich all this stuff but but not actually do anything and the reason why you know i'm so drawn to the startup community is because this is a group of people as we were just discussing that's like and it doesn't matter how trivial the problem is it's the mindset it's Mm -hmm. like well i identified that this is an issue in my life Mm -hmm. it might be a new type of toilet it might you know it might be something to help the world or it might be you know something trivial mm-hmm. but the idea is they're like oh that's a problem or, or that's something that could be better All right you know that could be done better mm-hmm. and yeah i'm gonna go and do that you know i'm not gonna wait for someone else to do it i'm not gonna ask someone else to do it i'm just gonna go and do that right. or at least try exactly and that's why it's such a cool community it's the people that are finding solutions yeah. rather than uh talking about problems yeah. and um I think that's that's a really cool community yeah. to, par- to be a part of. Exactly. I think that uh, you know, I think our community need to do more to encourage the effort instead of results. You know, if you just try, you know, that's already you know achievement. Mm-hmm. So we need to celebrate that. Right. You know, no matter the result is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, as as everybody says, fail earlier, fail often, and you fail better. Right. So you will do better eventually. So don't give up. Um, uh, so just keep doing what you're doing, and eventually you'll find, uh, you know, be Edison. You know, you you find uh, electricity. Sure, and and this is what we were discussing again the other day, and that, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, most entrepreneurs are had have several failures behind them. You yeah. know, there's several failed ventures behind them, and that's why, 
you know, these days when entrepreneurs are pitching VCs mm -hmm. or they're they're you know trying to apply to an accelerator program or something like that, it is a it, it's a, it's considered a you know a positive thing to have on that application two or three failed ventures, right? Because then it tells the people that are looking at those things, okay, so this person's been through the process before. Right. They've probably learned a number of things. They know what to watch out for. Yeah. Rather than someone, you know, a little more green behind the ears. It's like, I have a great idea and a great team. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, so those, like you said, you know, fail often. You right. know, fail better, but fail better each time. Right. And it's, uh, it's such an important thing. And why it's awesome is because it's cultivated and promoted in the community. It's right. like failure is being reframed in this community to be a positive thing. You know, mm -hmm. in school, we're kind of indoctrinated that like failure is a bad thing. Oh, I right. failed a test. I yeah. failed a grade. I failed this stuff. But literally in, in this community that we're, we're now a part of, it's a positive thing. I mean, mm -hmm. like you got three failures. Wicked. You've been a part of three startups that failure. That's great, man. Yeah. What, what are you doing next? Yeah. You know, because every time you get better and, and if you have the heart, the courage, the balls to stay with it, mm -hmm. then, you know, success, you know, the likelihood for success increases with each, uh, each effort. Mm -hmm. So agree. Uh, so it's yeah, it's really cool to be a part of that. Yeah, I mean that that's the concept that I want to sort of uh, I see for myself is you know constantly better version. So I'm always on my better version myself, never be perfect. So if you better, you gotta reiterate, you know, get take a feedback and uh, you know you know just working on the always working on the next version for sure, no yeah. doubt, man. Mm -hmm. um, now speaking of which, I mean it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it, but the China Accelerator batch was last week, right? Demo day. So let's let's you know give a, a quick a shout out to to them. I mean all the people involved in the program. Yeah, they're great. Three months, a tremendous amount of work. Mm -hmm. um, the presentations were great. The products that came out mm -hmm. of them were great. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to go through all of them, mm -hmm. but what which ones kind of stood out for you uh, as being you know pretty cool? Yeah, I think uh, give passes. Uh, you know, get my votes. Mm -hmm. uh, not because of Winston, the 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 person behind it's this project. Yes, yeah, it's very <laughs> mine. And actually, we get a, a talk a lot, and so I know, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of efforts he put it, put in. Uh, it's great, and not great because uh, uh, it's friends. Also, because it's actually uh, just uh, not take advantage, just make use of the WeChat platform because right. WeChat platform is growing tremendously. So yeah. I think that is really a good indicator, or you know, helps them a lot along the way. Mm -hmm. So they don't need acquire uh, new users because they already have. 300 million more than maybe more than that mm. people on it so you just need to have you know a strong or compelling products or service that uh, you know appeal to those people right. so gift pass is exactly uh, you know uh, address that needs because uh, I remember that during the last uh, Chinese New Year uh, uh, WeChat officially they have launched a um, sort of gift uh, it's called Hongbao. Hongbao, yeah. Yeah, because we, we have this kind of culture, so exchange or from old people to give Hongbao to younger uh, generations. The red envelope, right? Yeah, the red envelope. Mm. So, I mean, a gift pass could be the Hongbao for peers. So, let's say, you know, you know, if you, even if you like have birthday, you know, I could just give you a, a, a gift pass from there. Yeah. Instead of give you a, uh, instead of I buy a gift, or on the shop, then I package it and I give it to you, and you depackage it. And that, by the way, that create a lot of waste. Right, a lot of waste. Yeah. So you know, if you just say, "Oh, I can send you a gift, a coupon, or whatever," you can redeem. Uh, so you go there and pick it up. 
you know, even easier to invite them to go have a beer. Or... Right, right. It's kind of like a virtual gift card, but you get to, you know, it's a little more specific and obviously a lot more convenient, right? The example they used in the demo was, right. was really cool. You yeah. know, they're working with a bar on Yong Kang Lu. Right. And, uh, you know, so I'm supposed to meet up with a couple of my mates and, uh, oh shit, you know, I'm staying late at work. I can't do it. They go down to the bar. I can, through WeChat uh, and using Gift Pass, send them a beer, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they show their phone to the, the bartender. He scans the QR code mm -hmm. and they get a couple beers on me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a cool little, cool little app, a cool right. little business. Yeah. Exactly. And also, hey, everybody loves gifts. You know, by exchanging gifts, you know, also increase, you know, the friendship, you know, refresh the friendship. And people love that. Sure. And uh, why not? Yeah. And the, the, the other one that we mentioned earlier that, that I, I thought was really cool was, uh, was Neonan. You know, obviously, I think it's, yeah. a, it's the demographic in the market is prime mm -hmm. for something like that. And right. if, if they can establish themselves as leader, thought leaders in that market, then they're probably going to do pretty well. Yeah. And according to their to the numbers that they showed on Demo Day, they got a million uniques and 1.5 billion video views. So, I, you know, it yeah. looks like they've got a pretty strong following I, already. I think we're going to count on that to uh, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> to keep going to be competitive. Right. Uh, so those guys who have missed out, you know, you got to be careful. You got to join them. Yeah. Uh, to learn from them. Right, yeah. right. Because if, you, if you're not on board, you're going to be left in the dust, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to be left in the dust here. Sure. Um, cool. Um, so, yeah, good job to all the guys at yeah. China Accelerator, the organizers, the you know, batch participants, and, yeah. and great uh, demos. We wish them the best of luck. Yeah, uh, they're amazing. Future. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I want to say, I mean, they're so great that I also, you know, thinking about applying for the next session. Right, it's right. We were discussing amazing. that. So, yeah. uh, I, I don't think you've either totally put together the idea yet or willing to divulge it to me i have ideas i just need to you know figure out which one is yeah i gotta just pick one right. and uh yeah I'll, I'll definitely go in i'll apply with full heartily and uh yeah that's, that's i'll get it that's great i mean these programs i mean they're perfect and as we've been discussing the whole show i mean sorry they're not perfect but they're they're something that was lacking that provides a hell of a lot of support for people that oh, you man. know have ideas and have a team and ha maybe have some skills but just don't know how to bring it all together yeah. aren't aware of the pitfalls of doing it mm -hmm. you know and and to bring them for 90 days and just like make it such a concentrated effort yeah. you know with a lot of really good supporting infrastructure yeah. is something you know we're we all have to be so grateful that it exists right. here yeah. and hopefully more in the future. Yeah. It's like MBA program, you know, the way the analogy that I want to, you know, use here, it's like MBA for me. Uh, you go here, well, although the mentorship, you know, all this program, uh, you know, content's great, such as they have great uh, mentorship network as well mm -hmm. uh, in China Seller. But what I like the most, as I said before, is ambient. It's, you know, the same you know, the other people working their butt off just to try to, you know, get their product online and, and, and make it a perf perfection every single day and talking these things around you. Just, it's wonderful. Right. I, I just love that ambience. So that's, uh, I think, really looking forward to getting inspired in that ambience. Right. Well, that, that atmosphere in the community we were discussing earlier about people with ideas and passion for change and stuff like that, I mean, in an accelerator program like that, you're surrounded by them all the time. Right. And you're able to exchange so many things. So I, I, I can imagine mm -hmm. it, it's a cool experience. Yeah. So 
hopefully uh you know you put together a good uh, good application you get accepted and thanks we'll 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 it'll be awesome to talk to yeah. you once uh, well during the process and certainly uh, afterwards when you've got something to uh, show us cool no problem in the meantime mm-hmm. we're coming up at the end of the show mm-hmm. but we were discussing uh, before the show yeah. you are involved in an event this weekend yeah Tell me about that event. I think people would be interested to know that something like that is going down in China. Right. Um, The event I'm going to go in this weekend, uh, it's called a Dragon Burn. Dragon Burn. Dragon Burn. Uh, um, I don't know if you guys heard about the Burning Man. So this is one of the coolest events in my mind on this planet. I think think most people have at least heard of Burning Man. Maybe not been, but... So basically, for those people who don't know, it's been, uh, a week-long events happening out of nowhere in U.S. in the in the desert, mm-hmm. to be exa- uh, to be uh, accurate. In Nevada. Uh, in right? Nevada, yeah. yeah. Um. So the 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 whole organization self organized, and there's no uh sales there. You don't need to buy anything. Uh, everything you participate, you're not just the uh, uh audience. You're a participant. They have all kinds of, uh, you know, interactive inst- installation. You, everybody need to be in and participate. The whole experience make it beautiful. Um, you know, there's a dance, there's uh, interaction, there's, uh, you know, techniques, and also some, like, nice, cool music um, uh, all day long, all night long. And where is it going? Where is it at? Where is it going down? Uh, where is it going in Shanghai? Yeah, like it's, you said, it's on an island somewhere. Oh, yeah, so... so Dragon Burn, it's actually Burning Man. They have a uh, sort of authorized uh, uh, local uh, edition for different cities. So it's about like uh, 30 cities, local version going on around the world. Mm-hmm. So here, China, this is the first one happened in China, in Shanghai. So uh, uh, me and other organizers, about, about like a dozen of people, uh, you know, started working on this project about two months ago. Um, so we have different backgrounds. Some of the people from architect, design background, and music background. So all of us put together this show. Um, this is gonna happen in the island. Uh, instead of a week long in US, we're gonna have three day long right. uh, or two days long. If you can can come on Saturday, it's an island near actually is in Jiangsu Province near Wuxi. Okay. Uh, Taihu, uh, so it's a little island in Taihu Lake. And is this a sold out event or? It's uh, th- this is the first time, so the the, the participants are limited, so we don't want uh, too many uh, people that we can control. So the the target of people is about two hundred fifty. So right, right now we're about to get that number. So. Well, may, I might edit it out of the show because obviously we have like millions of listeners, so mm-hmm. I don't want to flood you guys with mm-hmm. you know people trying to buy tickets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll we'll take it out of the show. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, but uh, <laughs> so what? What's what's going to happen? Like, for actually, what's the composition of the participants? Do you think in, in terms of foreign versus Chinese? Do you know? I mean, um, do you have that information? I think the majority of people would be foreigners, right? Um, first of all, not that uh, I, I guess in in terms of population, that uh, you know the events. Um, I think the. Foreigners know most of foreigners know, or at least the, the you know the people that I met in Shanghai that knows about these events. I mean the version in, in U.S. Right. So and I some of the Chinese I talked to they have no clue what's going on, mm. w- what it is about. So that's actually uh, limited their interest. Right. So if they heard about it before, if they have, 
get access to it or watch it on a videos on, on web, video website. So it might be interested. And also, it takes uh, unlike other events like a concert, you just go there enjoying it without giving any input. This is an event that uh, unlike that, you have to be participate. You know, you have to do your own thing. Right. Like you need to dress up. Uh, you need to be willing. Uh, you know, give some inputs and and dance with the people. Right. Whenever there's installation, you know, some workshop kind of thing, you need to be participate. You need to be one of the you know dancers. Right. Uh, things like that. So, uh, they might mean not that might not be the concept that the Chinese uh, people would be used to. Sure. So yeah, that's why uh, I. I think so far. I think majority of people will be foreigners. Yes, that's why you're working on your tan right now. <laughs> but I'm yeah. so, I'm so interested in in how that's actually going to go down because let's be real. Like uh, Burning Man in in Nevada is a crazy event, right? I know. So there's people, you know, all walks of life: the weirdos, the freaks, the geeks. I'm not saying there's anything bad about right. them, but you're the weird appearing people. Yeah. People are naked. People are getting up, you know, up up oh, to all sorts of by crazy the way, stuff. I mean, how how is this going to happen in China? It's just what hard I mean, for me to to put it in that context. Yeah, you know? just to add to that, I'm actually in. in I think they have a, a nudity policy, so you only have certain percentage of nudity, so not all naked. So okay. don't get that concept wrong. Right. Uh, here, how, how much naked? Uh, I don't know, just like half naked for so boys. I wonder how that policy and is bikini, written. Like, and a bikini for for girls. Uh, you know, you can't see. Yeah, it's like so a you dress. So no, no nudity, really. No nudity. I think it's no nudity. Yes, right. I need to you know double check that right. a little. But yeah, that's why I believe in Nevada. And also from the videos I've seen, I never been you know there, but I, from videos I've seen, I haven't seen any of that. Uh, well, man, I'm super. Is someone gonna take videos of it? For this event in yeah. Shanghai, oh, definitely. I think they 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 definitely put a cameraman, camera crew there to record the first ever. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you will see how it changed. It's gonna be wild. I can't years. wait to speak to you on Monday. You're gonna be all strung out and like, oh man, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna be first aided um, uh, crew, so I'm gonna help people if the people get injured. You, um, you you could possibly be a very busy man. Uh, well, we have shifts, so right. we gotta like two hours shifts every every day. Ho- so it's hopefully, okay. there's not too many people freaking out and, and losing their their shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I guess the only thing you could expect that people get drunk and jump to the river, so we could have a little river there. Yeah. So this is the only thing we need to keep an eye on. But yeah. other than that, maybe that, maybe you, maybe you. Put some ropes around that area so people don't get carried down river or something. That sounds like a potential disaster yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. This is something that we can think about doing it. Yeah, right. it's true. Yeah. So, so not only involved in the startup and tech community, yeah. but also pushing the boundaries on expression, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, exactly. that's cool, man. Creative yeah. expression. I dig it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I loved all kinds of things. You know, you never know because they might inspire you to next ideas. Sure. So. I love to do whatever it takes to get my get eye opening, get inspired. Yeah. Get involved. Yeah. yeah. Sure, man. I, I was thinking the other day, you know, it's, it's, we often wait for inspiration to come to us, but I was thinking, you know, there's, why not seek inspiration? You exactly. Because, you know, in, inspiration can be such a powerful motivating force yeah. that, you know, it's worthwhile to, to seek it out. Yeah. Inspiration, creativity is something you can train. Mm-hmm. It's not born with it. You get need a train. Right. So, yeah. Cool. Um, now, everyone sitting that in that in that chair, I usually ask a couple questions before we go. So I want to ask you, see what what you come up with. So mm-hmm. the um, first one is if you could give three pieces of advice mm-hmm. to, you know, and and actually I usually ask 
you know, um, Western entrepreneurs, right. if you could give three pieces of advice to other Western entrepreneurs uh-huh. looking to come to China to uh-huh. get involved in the scene here, why don't I change it up and say, if you could give three pieces of advice to Chinese entrepreneurs mm-hmm. looking to get involved either in the startup community or just, you know, get involved in starting up in, in the entrepreneurial act of starting up businesses, what three pieces of advice would you give them? Well, um, I think it's a, it has a lot to do with courage. The first one, um, uh, just uh, working on your courage, um, doing <laughs> some, I don't know, all kinds work of... Work on your courage. You have your courage, confidence. <laughs> um, join the community, you know, do whatever the public speaking thing. So well, that that's helps. a good one. That's yeah. a good one, yeah. So, yeah, there's, I, I'm sure you heard about this uh, Toastmaster sure. program around the world. There's Shanghai about at least a dozen, I know. Or maybe even more. So just go any of them. Start from there. Being a listener, be an audience first. Then try to do one of this. My bu- uh, my buddy, just to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. My buddy actually does it here. He's a foreign guy, but he does Toastmasters to get better at public speaking and more comfortable with it, as as everybody does. And he was saying in that when when you give your speeches, they keep track of how many times you say uh uh. Yep. Right. It's and he was giving mo- me feedback on yeah. the podcast today, and he was like, you know, it's 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 good. It's informative. I like it, but. You say ah too much, so try to on the next one try to limit that. So it's true. That's uh, also you brought one, it up. I had to that, say it. that's also one of my problems too. I, I use that er a lot. Right. It's not good for the for for me. It's okay. It give me a lot of time to think about what am I going <laughs> to say. But for audience, yeah, it's not it's not good. So anyway, I mean the first one is walking a carriage. That's why I put it. Uh, it's just uh, go out there and build a confidence. Uh, little by little, you know, one step after another. Uh, you know, build up the, your milestone and uh, celebrate each little steps. So that's the first one. Second one is more like um, be open-minded. I mean, it's 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 easy to say and hard to how to be done. Um, instead of just um, just a bit of everything that you have learned acquired, you know, go out there and meet other people. Get be open-minded and read more books. Uh, try to do exercise such as uh, do totally opposite. If you, you know, 100% believe things that you have always believed, try to find a resources that are totally uh, three, uh, 180. That contradict uh, your contradict, beliefs. Yeah. 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 That's don't, great, man. That's, don't that's prejudge it and just go, uh, you know, as an audience, a reader, to, to just uh, read it and uh, see what comes up. And that's a good training. That's, that's great advice for everybody. Yeah. You know, whatever your firmly held beliefs are, delve into something that takes the completely opposite point of view and see if, you know, it changes your perspective or, or what can add. Yeah. And the third piece? Well, the third piece is that uh, I think the one might be easier. Uh, hang out of strangers instead of, you know, there's... Contrary to what your mother used to tell you when yeah. you were a baby, hang yeah. out with strangers. Exactly. I mean, in China, we said, don't talk to strangers. No. <laughs> but actually, you know, just go hang out with them. Because um, there is a concept right now. It's pretty popular. You know, it's called uh, you know uh, uh, weak ties and um, uh, weak ties and then close ties. Close ties are the people that are uh, around you, your close friends, mm-hmm. your colleagues, and even your parents and your uh, significant other. So weak tie is uh, much uh, you know is outside of your uh, friend zone. Could be the person you only talk to a one uh, time in your lifetime. Doesn't matter. Just go out there and meet them and, uh, and uh, try to hang out with them more, as many as possible. Because, uh, you know, the thing is, when you're in your close tie zone, 
too often your mind is synchronized right. because you need to agree with each other a lot to establish that close relationship. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the relationship will broke up. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, so you make an effort without even knowing it. Subconsciously, you try to 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 make that to agree with each other a lot. So you have similar idea, mm-hmm. but that's not help. That doesn't help with your creativity and your inspiration. You need to go without meet other people who have. Completely different, or something they never heard of. So they get inspired and talk to them. Mm-hmm. The more you, uh, uh, you know, talk to meet these people and hang out with them, people, you find yourself like, oh, you always in a constant of uh, a mix or constant of uh, um, how you call it, um, a flow of different ideas. Mm-hmm. So you were not fixated on, cling on one thing. Mm-hmm. That really helps you to come up. Creativity or being creative a person in life, not just a, a startup. Whatever you do, that's an awesome point. And again, one that could be uh, advice that could be given to anybody from anywhere. Um, cool, thanks. Last uh, yeah. last question. In terms of advice you've received, mm-hmm. just one. What's mm-hmm. the you know throughout your career, throughout anyone you've met in the startup scene, whatever. What's the best piece of advice you've received? Just to maybe succeed more, maybe to be more comfortable with what you're doing, to follow your passions. You know, any, it could be anything. It could be related to health, fitness, career. What's the one piece of advice that you thought when you got it, you were like, yeah, that's, that's really good? Um, I don't have uh, one because, uh, <laughs> as I said, that I read a lot of books and I also talk to many people, so I have many ideas sure. in mind. What's, what's one that stands out? It doesn't have to be the best. I think it'd be bold. Be bold. Yeah. It's... Um, you know, do not afraid of being judged by other people because, you know, those people judging you might not have the courage that you have. Do, you know, they might not be as bold as you. They just, I think, they, you know, they might just be jealous of you. So instead <laughs> of paying too much attention about what other people think about you or the behavior you have, just be bold, you know, I do it, so what? Right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, also the boldness, the confidence really convey the kind of determination and it's something that it helps you to convince other people. Turn to a mediocre idea to something that really convincing and appealing and uh, get people to uh, involve and, and uh, give you feedback. Maybe turn to something even bigger and better. Mm-hmm. So be confident and confident, get, uh, confident people get respect. Not confident. Uh, confident is, doesn't mean necessarily arrogance. Right, right. But be bold. What are you doing? And be bold uh, believing in what do you think is the right thing to do. That's it. I love that advice. That's fantastic. Uh, let's end it there because that's beautiful. So great. Um, thanks for coming on today, Tony. This My pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for having me. We're going to get you on uh, to co-host a couple of episodes love uh, when the schedules and everything works out. Where can people get a hold of you or Drink Entrepreneurs or if they want to you know, get in touch with you or your community, where can they do that? Uh, just to go, if you want to come to uh, Drink Entrepreneurs, just uh, send an email to us, Shanghai at drinkentrepreneurs.com okay and, and what about you you know do you have a twitter wechat anything you want to throw uh, out there or i have my personal wechat so if you guys are gonna inter- you know, interested in getting tagged with me uh my wechat account is pub forever purpose like uh, a club a pub four is number four uh, ever so the, the original idea is heavy uh, drinker eh it's not a heavy drink. It's more like because we're working for advertising. So it's like pub- publicity. So ah, gotcha, that's pub- a shot for publicity sure. forever. Yes. Cool. Awesome. And we, uh, you can reach us, uh, Tech in Shanghai, at Tech in Shanghai on Twitter. We're up on iTunes now. There's two episodes there. There's going to be one coming down every week. 
Um, so next week we will have um, Pascal Coppins uh, from Let's Face, and uh, we're looking at uh, securing more guests all the time. So if you are listening and you have an idea for anyone you'd, you'd like to see on the show, or if you yourself uh, want to be on the show and, and come and talk about the startup scene here and maybe promote what you're doing, then reach out to us uh, at connect or sorry connect at uh, techinshanghai.com. Send us an email and uh, we'll set something up. So thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tech in Shanghai podcast. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Tech in Shanghai for everything tech from Shanghai and China. See you next time.